Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. I'm the point god, Jeremy Lambert, joined, as always, by the chubby chief. You have the cruncher as your like little title that no one can see, but it's Joseph Holbert, everybody. Joseph, how are you? Jeremy, this whole show is purely to pop you and to pop I. So <laughs> the friend of no one can see it means nothing to me. I am the cruncher for this show. And here's the news, folks. I'm starting off hot here, Okay. After 11 months of sarcasm, I am excited to talk about the sport of professional wrestling today. The king of sport, professional wrestling. Jeremy seems less excited. He wants to about Al Horford, which I am ripping the shirt. I'll show you that in a second. But first, wrestling talk. I'm ready to go, Jeremy. I've told you. I've researched. I'm a, I'm a professional now. I'm ready. You are. You you were very excited in the pre-show. You're like, I've watched everything. Everything. Throw it to me on anything. I'm going to throw it to you on the uh, New Japan Tag League. I hope you're kept up. <laughs> <laughs> come on you said you've watched everything best of super juniors tag league u.s scene specialist brother okay, okay. that's where i'm at right now let new me japan strong you got new you got strong new japan strong takes there's a couple blind spots okay there's a couple <laughs> blind spots just give me time i'm finding my feet again maybe i can't hit every ball but i'll swing at more at least there you go <laughs> Uh, guys, we appreciate you joining us here on youtube.com slash Fightful. Subscribe if you're with us right now. Leave us a thumbs up. Tap the bell for notifications. We are live. We're live every week, Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. We review movies. Uh, leave us a super chat if you leave a super chat. One, it can pop up on screen. We're on the, we're on the StreamYard gimmick, so... That's you know that's a big plus. You can become a big star and get your name on the uh, the distraction podcast. Like I feel like that's incentive to leave a super chat, right, Joseph? I would agree. However, I have got to stop you for a moment because you said we review films, and I think over the last four weeks of that show, we've actually reviewed like one film. <laughs> I mean, and that's Knucklehead. What... We reviewed Knucklehead. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because Tuesday's show was. I mean, it was many things. It was not a review. I, I feel, yeah. but you know, is we look we we're, we're versatile, right? I enjoy on the draft, Jeremy, when any player in the world gets asked what they bring to a team. They're like, versatility. <laughs> <laughs> Do a few different things, versatility. That's what I'm here for. 
Uh, guys, leave a super chat. Get your question, comment, statement read on air. And again, it pops up on the screen. You're, you're part of the distraction canon if you leave a super chat. That's what everybody wants, right? Let's get into let's get into some wrestling topics. We got Survivor Series this weekend. I'm trying to burn through the wrestling. I want to talk about basketball. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'm, but I'm just know that I'm here for deep. Dive. I know you're ready. You're you're ready. I've had a good afternoon. I don't know about you. I'm very excited. It's it's been it's good times. It's good times here at the distraction offices. Everything's coming up distraction right now. Yeah, right? So the numbers are trending a certain way. Business is booming. We're, it looks like we're the biggest stars in the world right now. And when I say looks like, I mean we are the biggest stars in the world right yeah. now. So wrestling talk, that's just what we do as a side gig. I got I got AEW wrestlers in my DMs threatening me because of things that I say. We'll talk about that later on, maybe. I, I was going to say a name. I'm going to stop myself. Carry on. <laughs> I think everyone knows who it is. Yes, but, but yeah. I was going to speculate elsewhere, and I'll leave that bit because I'm no, not anyone in no. trouble. No, no, don't do that. Um, let's get into some wrestling. We got Survivor Series this weekend. Before we get Survivor Series, Joseph, Monday Night Raw, Drew McIntyre and his giant sword are the new WWE champions. They've dethroned Randy Orton. They cut the head <laughs> off of the Viper. And now we got McIntyre and, and Reigns on Sunday. But you're like you're the Orton guy here. Randall yeah. is your favorite wrestler of all time, I believe. I believe you. I believe you said he's the greatest wrestler of all time. WWE has said that uh, he won the greatest wrestling match of all time, so he's the That's greatest true. wrestler of all time. No longer the champion. His three week reign comes to an end. I have nothing but positivity about this, Jeremy. I think this was great. Randy in his like three weeks just injected some like there was like at least a change, right? And in that three weeks, I think they they got the Drew character over more and what he stands for. Better chasing the belt again than they would have with any title defense. Like, I really believe this. The whole deal where he was opposite Roman and he was, like, kind of emphasizing this deal of, like, priding himself on being, like, an actual top guy was pretty cool. And it was a good contrast, obviously, all along with Randy's sort of I-don't-give-a-shit attitude. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was one of their best matches on Monday which is, depending on who you ask, not saying a lot, I would say it says a lot, Jeremy. I like those matches. But my big thing, and this is where I'm, I'm interested on where you stand on this one, is like Survivor Series is stronger now, right? Like as much as I like Randy, Drew and Roman's a bigger match in this form. Would you have been inclined to hold off on that and be like, that's a WrestleMania match for two years down the line? Or is it the right time? Let's just do the match Sunday. I probably would have tried to hold on off on it, but they were never going to do that. Once Drew showed up on SmackDown, I thought it gave away that Drew was winning on Monday and they were going to do this at Survivor Series. People tried to talk talk out of it and be like, oh no, it's a tease for WrestleMania. Drew's going to win the Rumble and it's just a big WrestleMania tease. Like, if you watch this company, this company can't hold off that long. If somebody is showing up on SmackDown to promote the match, chances are that match is going to happen. I'm shocked it just didn't happen on SmackDown. That's what they would typically do, but they they held off a week. They held off just over a week. I thought that was uh, that showed good good poison presence by them to do that. Good restraint. How do you book this finish on Sunday? Distraction. The fiend. <laughs> or oh, you think the fiend? The fiend might be a good call. Do you think like Alexa comes out and like that distracts McIntyre? 
and then like the you know the little light gimmick goes down mm-hmm. and that comes down and then once it comes back up like drew is just like laid out and alexa and the fiend are at like the top of the ramp and yeah. then they're making out and you know cackling and stuff and then roman is looking around like what's happening and then roman pins him i think that's how you book it and then that gets everybody win. over right yeah sure uh roman <laughs> has to win though right because yeah, like roman's roman the guy who hasn't been pinned you want to keep that until he loses the belt it's just interesting like there's something to be said for drew just losing and it being like he's come a long way but he's still not like the franchise player there's something to be said for that story and him trying to constantly prove that he's that guy 12 years after being the chosen one i think is interesting it's at the end of the day you know the survivor series event has become such a fiasco because it is literally just like we need to get ourselves the correct champ versus champ matches every year. And it's fascinating to watch. I enjoy it now in like a weird sort of, oh, good God, what corner are they going to put themselves in? But like, I, you know, if I'm trying to take the most sort of distanced fan view, it now feels more like a big four show because it has a match that I would have held off for WrestleMania. So it's one of those deals where while I'm cautious, I can only be positive about it as a fan until I see what they do with it, obviously, right? <laughs> like, if they if they completely blow it, then it means nothing. But I think it's important for this match to hit. I didn't particularly like their matches with Drew as the heel. A lot has changed since then, but I still think it's important for this match to be like a, a standout within the WWE sort of structure, you know? Sasha Banks and Asuka the legit didn't, boss. Make feel, didn't make this feel like a big a big-time show. See, that's, I remember we spoke about this um, years ago when the show was booked, and <laughs> I, I said it then, it's like, there's only so much you can complain about those two wrestling, but like, there's also only so excited you can be. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not selling me on this idea that, like, it's different now. She's a baby face. Like, she's the same character. Like, and Asuka's done nothing. So, it's, yeah, that's rough. I mean, it's it's about as rough as it can get for a match of that quality. Right? That's basically the deal there. I think the card on paper is good my issue is similar to yours is that like the survivor series gimmick it doesn't mean anything like, it's just it's champion versus champion matches cool like i'm i'm all for this like oh brand loyalty like i think they should lean into that a little bit more but they don't they just do these matches and they they have no stakes no nothing it'll probably get mentioned like once on raw the next night it's like oh yeah raw won the survivor series smackdown won the survivor series and that's it like it's never heard about again and like that's my issue with a lot of this but the matches themselves aren't that bad mcintyre and roman i'm with you that feels like an actual big time match that should be headlining they could headline any pay-per-view that could easily headline wrestlemania right up there with nia Jax and uh, oscar uh bobby lashley and Sami Zayn is a fine match it's been Feels like it's been years since we've seen that, right? The, the little, yeah. yeah. So that was the summer of 2018. So. Okay, so it's been it's been a couple of years since we've seen that New Day and Street Profits. I'm really looking forward to. I think if they get time, that's gonna be a great match. Oscar uh, and Sasha, like you said, it's tough to complain when they're wrestling. Um, and then the the men's and the women's Survivor Series matches, they should be fine. We don't know all the competitors in all of these matches, but there's plenty of talent to go on both teams. So I want to circle back to the women's match because I think that is an interesting conversation. But firstly, the one concern I have as you went through those matches, 
is it feels pretty clear which ma- which way they're going to split those title matches in the sense that like I feel pretty confident in saying Banks and Roman are winning the matches for SmackDown, and then yeah. that would leave Lashley's probably going to win right because they don't protect Sammy like at all they don't need to he's that kind of heel, and then that leaves um, the New Day speech which makes sense too so it's like. That's the one thing with Survivor Series is as the event starts unfolding, the results become clearer because it's like you know they're going to do things a certain way generally. Other than when NXT were there and they were just like, and they win one win. Wednesday Night War. Yeah, <laughs> win one. But the women's division thing is interesting. So I know we don't talk about NXT here, but last night there was a, a tremendous match, as you well know, Jeremy. Rhea Ripley, Oshiro, it was great. And it's impossible not to watch that show when you see that match and then you see the tag that was... Ember and Tony against Dakota and Raquel. And it's like, why is SmackDown doing a Carmella title program and Raw <laughs> is doing a Lana centerpiece angle? Hey, 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 hey. We, we're, not, we're, we're not burying Lana here. We're, we're not going mean, to speak ill of Lana. I am going to do both those things. No, I don't no, understand. no, no. I'm going to ban you from this show. <laughs> if, if we're... Wait. I just don't get it. Why, are they, why do they handle this division as though they're like booked like with no can... talent? I can I mute get your mic, by the way. Go go ahead. Try to talk about Lana. You can't. No one can hear you right now. You're just muted. <laughs> this is the kind of control I have with this gimmick. I can remove you from the entire stream if I wanted to. You're unmuted. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> they book this woman's division as though it's like the NWA in the power studio. It's like, we've got to make the best of what we got. <laughs> like just, just get Lana over as a baby face against Nia Jax. And it's like, you don't. You have the best collection of female talent ever. Why is it just why is it utilized this way? Like if you switched, and I don't mean look, it's, this is mean about Carmella because she's just come back. So God bless her. I wish I will. But if you just put Dakota Kai in her position on SmackDown, like the show would immediately be better. Because it'd be Banks and Dakota Kai whenever you do it. And it's like it just, for me, it's, it's such a strange system they've got themselves in now, right? Is it not weird? And this is their system. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but like this is how they have so much talent in NXT, which is going to bring me to to my point on this. There's two spots open on the women's SmackDown team, right? Two spots. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Green was earmarked for one of those spots. They had to call, uh, change things up on Friday because she got hurt. Liv Morgan ended up getting that spot. I feel like Liv Morgan was going to get that spot anyway. Natalia's been in every single qualifying match and hasn't, she loses them all. Uh, And then Bailey is still out there as well. What do you think of them bringing up Rhea Ripley and having her in one of these two spots? Because it looked like that was a send-off last night. It did, but I would tell them not to do that because... To me, the clear spot for her is Raw. When when you look at what Raw has, and I know everyone says the Bray thing is a babyface act, but I, I can't, my brain can't cope with that. So, like, the Raw women's title match at WrestleMania being Charlotte and Rhea is like, that makes sense, doesn't it? And even better, one step further, it doesn't even have to be the title match. Like, to me, she fits on Raw opposite Charlotte. SmackDown, she's then, to me, she'd be taking Shine away from Bianca. So I, I like it in the sense as a fan, I'd like to see her on Survivor Series, but I just, it seems more logical for her to be on the, the red brand, so to speak. You know? <laughs> I, think, I think the Bianca thing is why I would be hesitant as well. 
is mm. I would not want to overshadow Bianca because I would have Bianca be the sole survivor in this. And I would actually have her be like down three on one or something and then just come back and win this. They're not going to do that. I think Lana is going to be the sole survivor, which I'll be happy yeah. with. Fine with that. But yeah, of course you will. <laughs> I would. I think putting Bianca over strong in this match would be a much smarter idea. If you had her like three one down against like Shane and Nia and one of Peyton and Lacey, it would be such a good move to do what you just suggested. Because frankly, at that at this point, that whole raw team is like a lost cause. Like yeah. it is. Because Lana, when she eventually does the thing where she puts Nia through the table or whatever, it'll be like, Oh, that was cool. Now what? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing there to be done. She's gonna win the title. What do you okay. mean nothing? She's gonna, they're gonna put the title on her if they're smart. The Peyton Lacey thing is borderline like inside joke on television levels. And then to me, I, I like Shayna, but to me, her ceiling is lowered every time she's associated with these people. Like every, every time I see her with them, it's like, oh, she's one of them. Loser. So that whole, I would happily sacrifice that whole match just to get Bianca Belair over because other than her, it's a whole lot of nothing right now. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, I, that's how I would book at outside of lana just running through i would have lana down five on one and then she just beats everybody i think that's the play here nope your mic is muted joseph you cannot respond to that <laughs> okay you're unmuted do you have any take on the male match i'll not go back to the uh, the lana deal but anything on the because i mean i think aj styles and, and the group have done a good job of making the most of their 25 minutes of television time every week <laughs> it's always at least mild entertaining like they're yeah. doing what they can so anything on that match there's still a spot open for somebody on the smackdown side i have no idea who's filling that spot do you have any inkling of like who might be that final person. You said, said that to me like I'm a scooter. Like, well, sources say. I'm talking to Daniel Bryan about it this morning. <laughs> um, they may do like the the you know the loser match, right? Where everyone who lost the qualifier gets another shot. Yeah, remember and I who lost these matches? It was Brian Dolph. I want to say Dolph. Yeah, it? Dolph lost to Owens. Who, who else was on the team? Uh, Jay Uso beat Brian. Kevin Owens beat uh, Dolph Ziggler. Who did Corbin beat? Um, Ray. Ray? Ray oh, yeah, because it was the Steph. Yeah, Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rollins. Did Rollins beat Murphy? No, he beat Otis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that funny, but okay. <laughs> yes, that was the finish where there was like eight distractions. Yeah, and just yeah. Kicked Otis in the gut and pinned him or whatever. I don't know. I, I think Murphy ends up on this team. Murphy and oh. Rollins are, are wrestling on Friday. I think Murphy okay. somehow ends up. Murphy feels like one of those deals where it's like, they know what they're doing with him at this very moment. And then as soon as Seth goes away, they'll be like, anyone seen the Australian kid takes good bumps? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think so, Joseph. I don't know if you listened to his uh, interview on the award-winning WWE after the bell today. But let me tell you, sounds like they got big plans for old Murphy and he's very excited for them. <laughs> Look, I, I like the buddy Murphy fame. very much. He's, if he's like talking about the incredible red hot angle with Mr. Mysterio's daughter, then I don't know what, I don't know what's going through his head, but okay. he, he was not talking about Good. the incredible 
red hot angle. He was just saying how it was great to work with Seth and it's been great to work with Ray and they did not get into the angle at all. That award-winning WWE after the bell pull no punches. Great show. Great interview. As always, everyone save yourself 50 minutes and don't listen to it. Look, I, beyond all that nonsense, I'll never listen to that show, but there are like 101 good wrestlers in WWE but Murphy's like so good that he can still stand out purely on him ring. And that puts him in yeah. a very, very, now don't go wrong, that's never stopped him before. Look at Paul Ricochet. I mean, he's, you know, he's being Ricochet. Eh? So I'm not optimistic, but it would be cool. SmackDown would be a better show for having him on regularly once this whole Phil fans. Why isn't Retribution part of this match? Because they, they suck. They, they just beat Team Raw. They, they just beat Team Raw. This thing, and I know you're, I know you're doing this on purpose to get a, a bit out of me here. This thing, yeah, we have to pretend we care because we all agree Mustafa Ali is good. It's done. It's finished. It sucks. It's. It was done when they came out as T-Bar Slapjack in the game. It's finished. Just let it be. Just root for it to end so we can get back to Ali being good. It's. It's terrible. Terrible wrestling. But they're not going to do anything with Ali once Retribution oh, ends. Just quicken it up and he can leave. Just get on with this. Let's not make him suffer here, okay? If they keep going like this, Jeremy, he's going to be working NXT UK soon. I don't want that. I don't want that for him. Are you talking about Walter pro- against Ali? That'd be great. That would I be want good. that 100%. Based on the venues they run here, I could probably book that for my garden, I feel. I feel like <laughs> actually, if I reach out to, to H now, I feel I've got a chance, so... Maybe not. Maybe I want that. Continue, guys. Continue with the retribution. Very good. <laughs> Definitely very good. You think you'll get Ali back on 205 Live? You know 205 Live? Like, is that... Like, what do you think the viewership numbers are for that show? I have no idea. There are people on that show. I swear, there are indie brothers on that show, and I'll not name my respect, that I didn't know they'd signed. And they are like wrestling on 205 <laughs> every week, winning. And I was just like... I, I can't fathom it's a WWE. It feels like it has less buzz than any other wrestling show in the world. That's like big. Because it wrong? does. No, because it does. They don't promote that show True. at all. They don't do anything yes. with that show. What has more buzz? Ring of Honor TV or 205 Live? Oh, Ring of Honor TV. A hundred percent. hundred percent ROH. I don't wow. even think it's close, actually. I really M- do MLW not think it's TV. Close. I mean, MLW right now, because like they literally just had their restart last night. So they've been doing a bunch of like media and stuff for it. Give give it two weeks and then it'll be it'll be about even. Yeah, I like the, I like that you pretended it was like red hot in the in the restart. I appreciate that. But hey, look, I had to write about the Opera Cup article. I watched that show last night before uh, AEW and stuff. Did you? I watch all the shows. It was actually very like. It bummed me out, to be honest, because I actually quite enjoy their product. And it was like, yeah, they did this really cool opening. And then it was just like, oh, it's an empty building. Oh. <laughs> that That's an immediate, like, death knell for yeah. a company is to just watch them in an empty building, try to do what they're trying to do. It just a no reaction. And they think it comes off, like, very cool and stuff. And it's just like, no, mm. there's no it's- one there who cares about this stuff. Literally no one's there. It's also the deal that, like... I don't want to question anyone's work ethic, but two of those guys on that show appeared like they didn't really want to be there. <laughs> like they were in major matches on that show, and I don't think that helps anyone. So 
I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. Uh, it still has more buzz right now than 205 Live. They don't do anything for 205 Live. Joseph, I'm not... I, I did an article on Kurt Stallion. Apparently, they trademarked his name. And I looked it up. I was like, this guy's been on 205 Live for three weeks now? What is happening? I mean, that was pretty obviously the guy I was referencing. I didn't <laughs> know him, but I appreciate you. Yes, exactly. I didn't know. I didn't even know he was signed. And he was wrestling 205 Live matches. Incredible. I knew he was signed, but like... Why don't they send these guys on media interviews? Come on our show. It, I'm, I'm asking WWE right now. <laughs> no, don't come on our show. I don't want to watch that shit. I watch everything else. Don't come on our show. MLW Wait. guys, I would rather them come on our show than them guys. Court, come on. Give, give us uh, Jacob Fatu. Let him come on the show. Yeah. You got to pay us for them to come on the show. That's a thing. Yeah. Hear about them MLW paydays. I'd like one. <laughs> <laughs> And get us in trouble. Anything else from uh, Survivor Series that needs to be talked about here? Survivor Series. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Survivor Series. Anything else? I think that The Undertaker will set up a program with The Fiend Bray Wyatt, and we will all stand up. in like in Just at the same time, we'll stand up together unanimously and be like, no boom period. Like that, and we'll all pump our fists in excitement. Your thoughts? Oh, apparently, I don't even know what you just said. Apparently, <laughs> I'm getting yelled at here, Joseph. I'm getting yelled at by people. What happened? Uh, apparently, I said, I've been called a mark, and Sean literally told me the fifth member of Team SmackDown on the SmackDown post show that I did with Sean on Friday. Do you know how many drugs I've done since that SmackDown post show? I can't what remember is this happening? stuff. What is happening? Who is the fifth member? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. What you were told this? I'm being. Is this what's happening here? Yeah, apparently I was told on the SmackDown post show. I don't remember who it was. Let me know who it is in the chat. All right. <laughs> what did okay. you say before this, Joseph? I said the thing Bray Wyatt is going to set up a program with the Undertaker. And oh, is that what you think? Is that what you think yes. is going to happen? Yes. No, oh, he's, he's feuding with Drew though. No, no, he'll do both. I mean, he is he's very versatile. You can put him in any program, and he's going to make it work, and it's going to be great. The Undertaker being like a big Bray Wyatt fan, like watching Undertaker fans surprised at that. It's like, did you watch any of this guy's career? Like, of course he's a fan of the guy who does the exact, like, character bit and, you know, you know sacrifice star ratings for character. Like, that's his whole bit. He did, like, four years of good matches at the end of his career just to be nice. Let him like the shit he likes. Of course he likes Bray Wyatt. Good lord. We gotta talk about The Undertaker. He's getting his big no, send-off. No, we don't. <laughs> the arm and all that. I did the feature. Let me back. Okay, let's move on. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta do I gotta do this bit. I got a hat. Turn it on. Hold on. Yo. That's what he does, right? He does that. And you take the hat off. <laughs> that was absurd. <laughs> That was that was terrifying. That was worse than any. That was more scary than anything Undertaker's ever done. And then I lay the hat down, and the hat just remains there, and I'm retired now. Yeah. I should have had gloves, but I didn't think this bit full through. I just need the hat. I never wore I was, gloves on the show. The hat is a representation of you know, it's an actual product or an actual uh, prop on the show that people identify with. I was thinking about it. Like I was thinking, man, it would have been so cool if Taker could have like. Main event of WrestleMania against the top guy in the industry, gone out like lost, <laughs> and then like left all of his stuff in the ring, and it had been like 
man, what a send off for the Undertaker. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, maybe you could do it with Roman Reigns next year at WrestleMania. And, like, it's just a novel idea. I don't know. But then I'm sure he'd come back and wrestle Bill Goldberg in, like, a world war. <laughs> so, I don't know. This leave the Undertaker. I don't want to. I don't want to be doing the Taker thing. And that got out of hand last week. Very scary. Everyone read uh, Joseph's feature on the Undertaker. Amazing title, by the way. Great title. No dunks, from what I've seen. No dunks. I, you shouldn't get dunked on. It was a great title. I tried to put out the fire by replying to the tweet, so everyone knows. I'm aware. I'm aware that he is not, in fact, an industry anomaly. Very far from it. But there you go. I mean, my title is still better, but you know, I'm getting banned from everything now. Wow, you you got hate, man. You need to find I'm out who this so... fifth guy was. Yeah, they probably said it in the chat, but let me put some uh, super chats up here. Jabber JJ supporting my favorite stars. That's us, Eddie Kingston, Silver Goat. Also, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you book your trip to Vegas? I don't know through uh, Expedia, probably. Ms. Cash and attempt and <laughs> Ms. Cash and attempt and fails. Hashtag point guard merch. Uh, I think that Miz will probably cash in and fail. I don't know. Are you, you putting the title on? Do you think Miz cashes in on Sunday? Well, I thought he meant, like, we're going to go to Vegas with the Miz. I was very confused what he was talking about. I mean, about. maybe I, we can do that. I forgot the Miz was the month, Mr. Um, look, man, me, I have got a lot of time for the Miz, but, like, he can't be the champ of that brand because he just, they they beat him so much. And that feels like the play to get them ratings to somehow go lower. I would be very careful with that, to be honest. So I guess he fails. But then if he's fouling, why not just... Like, my thing is, if he's going to foul, they could have just had Otis foul and have Roman get some heat out of it. Yeah. So, like, why even do that? I don't know. Well, I, I guess don't think Miz is going to fail. That's that's why. I right, don't yeah. think he's going to fail. But then when do you... Like, the thing is, is WrestleMania, obviously it's not that soon, but, like, it's close enough that you have to stop pondering where stuff fits in like when do you fit a Miz title reign in at this point you know what I mean it's very difficult to make. I think you just do it I honestly think you you do it at Survivor Series I, I'm talking myself into a Miz cash in on <laughs> turn around. yeah I'm I'm I'm, ca- I'm I'm cash again my cash in on the money in the bank I think they're gonna end up doing it on Sunday and then Drew's just gonna beat him for the title on Monday like I literally think that's what's gonna happen that's fine I, <laughs> I did want to say, because I spoke to you about this off air, but credit to John Morrison, who's doing the like a former number one draft pick who's decided he can be a role player in his late 30s. And he's just like, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it the best of my ability. <laughs> he's good. He's done great stuff. He's not been given anything, but he does it the best he can. Friends, friends, the point guard merch is, is allegedly coming. Sources close to me said that the point guard shirt is coming you gotta buy one if you don't buy one i get yelled at it's not my fault but i will get yelled at joseph will probably get fired it's not his fault either so you gotta buy one when it gets made all right everybody i'm saying is it fair to assume that the cruncher t-shirt is a little bit further away the crunch this cruncher gimmick is new i don't even know what this is the match of the week oh okay (laughs) This is not. This is not part of the. We'll get into yet. it. We'll get into it. It was yeah. just. A, it was a one-off. Carol. Oh, Big E is apparently the fifth person. I forgot oh, about him. Big, Big E needs to be on that team because yes. he's like the guy you would choose to put over in that match, right? Yeah, I, it would be great if it is Big E. I hope it is. The fact that I completely forgot about this and they barely mention him is uh, kind of an issue. Especially when he's building up the New Day match. 
which is definitely not the way to go about a separation. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not the best play. But anyway, we'll see what happens. We have more super chats here. What do you guys think about the Pistons draft night? I'll get to basketball in a second, but I will I'll go ahead and put this on. What do you think about the Pistons draft night? If the Young Bucks eagle the Lakers and FTR are the Celtics, who are the bad boys? That's mm. probably closer to FTR. They're not the they're not really the Celtics. They're just you know. Oh, this is good. This is very good. Um, hmm. We revived his interest. Music and Moonsault says this show single handedly revived my interest in basketball. We That's are a basketball so cool. podcast. That's so cool, seriously. <laughs> I know we do like we do silliness on here and talk about being big stars, but that is actually like seriously cool. Now we need to we need to treat this with some respect and think about this. This stay within the AEW universe, Jeremy. Who are the bad boy Pistons in the AEW universe? <clears throat> yeah, we need like because the thing is, Santana and Ortiz are like pretty underhanded. Yeah, but <laughs> they, they went off the Stu's man. I think Butcher and Blade. Yes, that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> that's absolutely perfect. He's Lambier. The Butcher is Lambier. That's yeah. perfect. I, I think it's Butcher and Blade. Oh, man, that's, that's spot on. Oh, I, can I just say, when we first started doing this show, I probably said something bad about the Butcher and the Blade. Like, they are the best thing in the world by far. The fact that their gimmick is just like heel assassins that look funny is just extraordinary. I love every bit of it. The Butcher just comes out in his apron for no apparent reason. It's glorious stuff, glorious scenes. You look very excited about saying. I'm very scared of what you're about to say. Oh, I'm Tim Traver. Just says hi. Hi, Tim. Oh, what? How oh, are hi. you? Thanks for the super chat, buddy. Yes. All right. We. I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold off on this uh, this super chat until we get to basketball talk. We we have a run in from someone who just really wants to be on the show. You know what? Uh, if you if you're around, I'll DM you. We'll get to it. Could be a big surprise, Joseph. Could be a very big surprise. All right. What are we talking about? AEW? We're going to talk about AEW last night. Anything else from the WWE universe? No, nothing else. But we do we do need to move on to AEW, which was an action-packed show, as I mentioned off air to you, Jeremy. There's a lot of headlines from that one. Um, anything, anything from AEW you want to talk about? Uh, Will Hobbs. Um, Will Hobbs made his big turn. He turned on Cody as part of Team Taz. Everyone's talking about this. What are your thoughts on it? everyone's talking about this. It's this is a big story coming out of AEW. I feel like we're on the same page of like how much this is actually a thing. Well, it's because like Hobbs was just, just being introduced as a character from the show. So it's not like, Oh my God, he's betrayed the trust of the fans. It's like, eh. like it makes sense, right? Taz is a great promo. It's cool. You could do some cage Hobbs tag team stuff. Like, sure. I kind of liked Hobbs as like the fiery baby face. You're grinning wide at something. But like the Undertaker's on cameo, apparently. Okay. The Undertaker's doing cameos thirty at a thousand dollars each. It, so th- if you want to get a cameo from the Undertaker, it's a thousand dollars. Hannah sent me this. She says she's not gonna pay a super chat to do this, so I gotta check my DMs to read it. Why don't you pay, Hannah? All right. But why why would you do a super chat to say the Undertaker has cameo? Are we like an Undertaker promotion show now? What are we doing? Apparently, I mean, we're talking about the Undertaker. I don't know. I don't want to talk about We're never going to talk about him again. I promise. <laughs> Ever again. He's retired. Okay. Farewell. Farewell to the Undertaker. Anyway, what was he talking about? Oh, yes. Will Hobbs, fine. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm, like, Taz is a great promo. Neat fit. Is it a big deal? Absolutely not. But it's cool. I'm happy for him. That's kind of where I'm at. People are talking about like this is 
the greatest turn ever and stuff. And I'm just like, I didn't even associate him with Cody. He just yeah. kind of hit Cody. And I was like, yeah, probably deserved it. Honestly, he probably, probably should have gotten hit with that belt. It's part of team Taz. Now I'm fine with anybody who gets uh, added to team Taz move Ricky Starks down the pecking order. He's now the fourth best looking person in that group. So sucks for him. And that's, that's pretty much where I'm at on it. Wow. That was quite maybe the hottest take you've ever had on this show. Um, I do want to say this. Ricky Starks wants to get on this uh, talent show that Cody's doing. He wants to judge this, uh, the go big home show. What's it called? The go big show. That's what it's called. You don't know about this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ricky's like, Um, they should have had me on the show. And I told him like, you gotta have talent to be on this, to be a talent show judge. What's Cody's excuse? He's got a cool neck tattoo. Like he can judge. Yeah. Um, I need to say this, and as a professional, it's the right thing to do. I sense that I've made things awkward in the AW locker room. <laughs> Brian Cage has been really good for the last two weeks on AW. He's been doing like he's been doing big man stuff, but not like sacrificing his whole style. He's just not doing the thing where it looks like he's, like, dancing with the guy. Like, he's been throwing guys. Like, Seidel, Darby are good guys to do it with. Yeah. But I've really enjoyed him the last two weeks. So, Brian, nothing but love, brother. Don't get mad. It's all cool. Can can we take credit for that? Yes. I feel like we, yeah, I feel like we should, right? <laughs> he listened and was like, I'm going to change my whole yeah. ring style. We know people in AEW are listening to this show and that they'll they'll talk about us backstage and be like, hey, these guys said this. Maybe you should think about switching it up a little bit. Speaking of professional wrestling, Jeremy, have you watched Impact as of late? I watch Impact every single Tuesday night on the award-winning Access Television. Do you have an opinion on Josh Matthews talking about the <laughs> North use of analytics? I don't have any opinions on Josh Matthews. All right? I, I don't. <laughs> he said that the North track numbers... They should. He was like, they fell behind in tag count early, but this is like Moneyball. The more tags they make, the better it will go. And I was just like, I mean, sure. Like, whatever works for you. But all I could think of was your analytics. (laughs) Good. This is what we need. This is what AEW promised me. Maybe AEW should hire Josh Matthews to replace Jim Ross to talk about the analytics on their program. Who wins that trade? Josh Matthews for Jim Ross. <laughs> no, look, Jim Ross has fallen a long, long way. He's still, Josh is a full ladder away from that dude. He's still like, <laughs> even, so this week, uh, the latest development in the Eddie Kingston, Jim Ross blood feud is developing on Dynamite. Jim, um, he felt more comfortable this week and he began to prod Eddie. And Eddie responded to him and he like got in, ra- like, he suddenly got very insulted and he started screaming, you are a street guy. You are a street guy, he said. <laughs> and Eddie was like, yes. And he, he, and then he was like, um, oh, Jim Ross is getting rather loud this week. And Tony legitimately said, why aren't you as mean to him as you are to me? And he said, because I respect Jim Ross. And I was like, I was so right. Jim 100% told office that Eddie needs to leave him alone. Definitely. <laughs> yes. There's, there you go, folks. That's the latest in this. I'm the only person reporting on this story. You are. The only. Again, See? this is... They listen to the show. They know the reports. You know the reports. Everyone, where's this story at? 
by the way. Where Where's the story on all the other wrestling websites? Report Joe Holbert of The Distraction says that Jim Ross told TK to, to tell Eddie Kingston to leave him alone. Why don't we have this story out there? Cowboy hat emojis all around when that, <laughs> one, when that one gets covered. When that one gets aggregated, cowboy hats on me, folks. Can we put this on Fightful Select? Everyone sign up to Fightful Select, get more uh, Eddie Kingston scoops from Joseph. We need to be careful with this because it appears that I am now being like framed as like a spokesperson, and I have never had any contact with Eddie Kingston or server. I want to be clear about that. This is not this is not Eddie Kingston messaging me saying Jim Ross has said I can't believe he retweeted, he retweeted one of your uh, gifts or promos that you tweeted, didn't he? Sure. But that yeah. doesn't mean we're like, I mean, a lot of people retweet my stuff. They're different than my friend. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a, there's a barrier there. It's not like you and Ricky Starks, right? You guys are, who? used to be friends and then the heel turn sworn enemies ever since. Don't, who? Who are you talking about? Sorry. Never heard of this part. We shouldn't bring him up anymore because it's a very touchy subject with you, I feel. It's not. I just don't like him. That's all it is. I, I just the blow-up like match? We're, we got to have a contract <laughs> signing first. And he's trying oh. to big... We need to talk about that. Hang okay. on. John Moxley got attacked. Yeah, I think it was Renee for revealing the pregnancy as, as like a throwaway line in a promo. <laughs> so I haven't actually seen any discussion about this, so I assume it didn't hit the way I wanted it to. Like, is there any take on who this is? Is it Hangman? Is that what we're guessing? I guess people are thinking Hangman. I I thought it might just be Omega, and he hmm. laid him out before he got there, and... That's the thing. It was weird because it was like, it's a big angle, but it didn't really feel like a big angle it didn't, at all. Yeah, it didn't feel like it at all. It was in the middle of the show. They're trying to brand this match as winter is coming. And it's like, what What are we doing here? Just do the match. It's a good match. Moxley and Omega. You don't have to get too cute with it. <laughs> what's, what's your issue with winter is coming being the branding? Game of Thrones sucks. That's my issue with it. <laughs> okay, but you're like... You're like, just do the match. Don't call it Yeah, it doesn't need to. Winter is coming, okay? Winter's already here. It's like snowing yeah. in half the country. Fair. You should talk to Tony about this. Not that we're friends with him or anything, but you know, he liked one <laughs> TK, of your tweets. TK. Right? TK. TK, yeah. yeah. He liked your tweet when you invited Michael Thompson on the show. By the way, Michael, I know you listen every week. Love to you and the family. Yes. Terrible news. Yes, very bad news uh, for Clay Thompson. And Michael, our friend. And Michael, our friend. Michael uh, has played, he's he's helped me out a lot behind the scenes that no one will ever know about. I learn <laughs> as much as the audience does on this show, folks. I every week I learn, don't know. I'm told there's a guest. I don't even know what's going on. I have no clue what's happening here. Yes, there Great. is a potential. There is a potential guest. Uh, I, I. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We will see. We will see what happens. What's that? Winter is coming. Game of Thrones. Have you seen Game of Thrones, Joseph? I don't watch any real television. I watch 12 hours of wrestling a week to study well, for this show. I mean, you watch WWE. They're making movies. They're making television. That, that's the longest running weekly episodic television show in the history of the world, is what I've been told. It's infinitely less relevant than Hot Ones, though, which gets people <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars gigs. The Undertaker was on Hot Ones. You think you can get a Star Wars gig out of this? Yes. Yes, I do. The Undertaker's like borderline actually famous. So maybe he doesn't need the wings as much. But the legit boss needs the wings to get over, brother. The way it is. I mean, why wouldn't she? Well, she's been a major star on WWF television for five years. So like, you kind of would have hoped that people would have realized who she was, but not her fault. Has, <laughs> she, she, been, has she been on WWE television for five years? Yes. Yes. She, that NXT match was five years ago, over five years ago now. Yes. Because she was up. Like when that match happened, she was already called up. Yeah. She was so, a uh, revolution thing. Wow. It's nearly, it's literally like now, almost five and a half years ago, she got called up with Becky and Charlotte. Wow. Well, Becky's doing television shows. She She's apparently yeah. in a big movie star sooner rather than later. Charlotte. She maybe is doing a reality show. That seems to be the talk. Some type of show that hasn't been announced. Everyone has a show now. We have. A show. We got a show. <laughs> it's not a big deal anymore. Like it's a big deal being on a show people know and watch. So credit to the legit boss. But like just getting a show is like we did that. <laughs> <laughs> we got multiple shows somehow. Yes, Jeremy, is are we done with modern wrestling? I hope so. I didn't want to start on it, much less, you know, get to this point, do 45 minutes on it. I mean, I, I would happily do an exploration into the high spots wrestling network, but I feel that isn't the time for this. So would you like to go to the old wrestling match of the week? Yes, set this up. Oh, wow. Big responsibility. Uh, this week, we went to November, was it 19? Was it the exact date? Yes. November 19th, 1991. I'm good. I get the date correct. Very good. As Ricky the Dragon Steamboat returned... To World Championship Wrestling, he teamed up with the natural Dustin Rhodes, master of many bad tweets, <laughs> as they took on the Enforcers, which was Arn Anderson and Jeremy, the cruncher, Larry Zbysko, because he crunched Barry Windham's arm. Uh, so he is the cruncher, which is one of the more literal nicknames in the history of professional wrestling. Um, this match rules. Yeah, it's like an actually a good match, so I didn't really like it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So this is like, when you think Southern Tag, this is like the kind of match I think of. You know, like the heels are doing all the stooge, and then they get the big heat, builds the big hot tag. It's it's, it's a tradition. It's the FTR match, basically, that everyone watches now. And there is a moment here, Jeremy, before the action even begins. 
I always grimace when I hear Jim Ross because he's actually good at this time and he doesn't say anything that's silly. But, like, it's supposed to be Wyndham and Steamboat, or Wyndham and Rhodes, and Wyndham's like, I can't wrestle. Here is my replacement. And Ricky Steamboat comes out with, like, a dragon... Well, how would you describe this? Because it isn't even fair to say a dragon costume. It's, like, the worst-looking thing you'll ever see. No, he comes out in a giant, like, dragon head. Like, that's yes. it. It's not a full costume. It's just no. the, the giant dragon head. And Jim yes. Ross and Tony Schiavone are, like, very confused as, as to what's going on. And Tony then, Schiavone says, based on the attire, I will assume this is a man from Japan. It's yeah. a real thing he says. And Jim Ross is like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Could be. Who knows? They're, they're very, they do, like, the hushed tone type of thing. Like, you know, it's very mysterious. Like, oh, who is this? Like, we don't know. The reveal, though, Jim, the crowd goes crazy, first off. Jim Ross, his excitement, he's like, it's Ricky Steamboat. Like, he mm-hmm. is over the moon that Ricky Steamboat is here in WCW. Yes. And there is a clear, like, sort of palpable tension between these two on the booth because it appears that Jim Ross has no interest in anything Tony Schiavone says. Like, Tony <laughs> can say anything, and he's like, I'm not sure about that, Tony, to be honest. Not. Tony could just go out. He made the tag. Nope, didn't see it. Don't know what you're talking about, Tony. He'll, he'll ignore him every term. But this was a big moment for WCW because they'd lost Flair, what were we looking at, like three months earlier? they just got rude, a Havoc. 20 days later, they get Steamboat back. Suddenly, you know, things are looking up. This show really delivered for them. And the crowd is, as you said, they are so happy to see yeah. the Dragon. They are so, so happy. Jim Ross... Arn Anderson like gets mad at the announced team for some reason because it's Ricky Steamboat, and Jim Ross just goes off on this man. Eddie Kingston's lucky that this guy is no longer part of the industry because he would he was not having it. Arn said like one thing to him: he's like, "Get me in the ring, you pussy!" (laughs) (laughs) Get get back in there, you coward! Faking force a bitch. Do you think if Eddie Kingston tried to fuck with this version of Jim Ross? Jim Ross would tear him up, right? Stab like, him. He would stab yeah. him. Like, we love Eddie, but he, he ain't messing with early 90s Jim. Because Jim would know that he's a street guy, and he would be like, <laughs> can't even play. Let's go, just go. He would call up Dr. Death, and it would be over with him. Eddie Kingston is honestly a coward picking on this version of Jim I Ross. That's very low-hanging fruit. I actually think that Eddie's trying to get revenge for 1991 on Anderson, and he's never told anyone, and this is just exposed him. But anyway, Arne, I mean, Arn is the the coach and the producer and everything. Do you think he's in Eddie's ear? Be like, fuck him up, like Clash yes. 17, fuck him up for that. Fight redemption is out <laughs> finally. Um, on is so great in this match, and it is happening before the match even begins because his reaction to Ricky Steamboat is like. It couldn't get Ricky over more. He reacts to him like he's yeah. God. There's one point, they're doing like the initial shine, and Arn's like, every punch Ricky throws, Arn's like falling down, right? <laughs> and he gets out of the ring, and he's like, he's just a man. He's just <laughs> he's just a man. Like, he's just killing him. It's great. And it's, from there, it's very simple. There's no silly commentary. No. It's an actual good match. Yes. They, you know, they shine him out. It's amazing. They cut him off eventually for like 90 seconds. Dustin hits 12 bionic elbows. They bump to the floor again. And then eventually they actually cut him off after um, the one funny Jim Ross thing of this time is like any kind of strike. He's like karate kick. Like you can throw like a punch. And he's like karate kick. And then he does that line in every Steamboat match where Steamboat will throw like one kick. and like, Steamboat with the martial arts. <laughs> like, what? 
what does that even mean? Anyway, he does that deal. They cut Ricky off. And, like, the one thing that is funny about this match is tracking, like, the pace and energy when it's Larry in and when it's on in. Very different matches taking place. Because yeah. Larry is just like, like, he's WCW, dude. I don't give a shit. Like, do what you want to do. Larry's out there trying to crunch, though. Arn is trying to work. Larry's trying to crunch. Right, because he's the cruncher. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's sort of brothering around. They did, like, the, the visual tag deal that, that we see a million times now where, the, you know, the referee's back and all that nonsense. Yes, that deal. Sometimes Larry doesn't even do that. He just gets in there. No, he he just gets in. I'm in now. I'm in now, Riff. Um, Arn, Arn will do, like, the, you know, visual tag and then, like, yeah. actually tag Larry. And then Larry just, like, blows off the tag completely. He's just like, whatever. Yes. They also did this. And someone did this spot recently. It may have been FTR, probably. Probably. That spot that has not existed since WCW left the world, which is the one where, like, the guy takes the buckle and bounces off into the other guy, and they do, like, a head clash spot. Do you know what I'm talking about here, Jeremy? This yeah. sounds very, sounds much yeah. more confusing than it is, right? I don't know. I got, I got you. That's gone. We haven't seen this in many years, right? Someone did it recently, but, like, generally, it's not a thing anymore, right? I mean, tag team wrestling... Just working yeah. an actual tag team match isn't a thing anymore. Yeah, like it's a great double down spot. And then uh, Dustin does an awesome hot tag. Steamboat does like a blind tag, crossbody, pin. The people erupt on the finish. Like that's that's something where I'm not one of these people that's like it used to be better sometimes. But they were so great. So like guys like this were so genius at making the finish the actual pop, like the actual biggest moment that was the finish rather than it being like, Oh, it's finally over. My God, they did 12 moves. This is the perfect example of that. Everyone is happy. And um, little did Ricky know that a year later, he would have to team with wrestlers versus zombie star Shane Douglas. So <laughs> things wouldn't be fun for too long. But anyway, it was a great match. That's all, folks. It was a great match. That's why I didn't really like it. It's like, this is a this is a great wrestling match. Cool. What fun is this, Joseph? If you want to watch great wrestling matches, do it on your own time. Don't subject me to it as well. Fair. That's, that's very fair, but I just, you know, I wanted to change things up. You know me, like with the movies at one point, I wanted to do good movies. And, you know, that obviously went a whole different way. I started doing albums. But anyway, where's the match next week, Jeremy? Oh. <laughs> Completely different change of pace, oh, as man. you would expect from me, Joseph. We have a trilogy to talk about. All right? Okay. Okay. This, this rivalry starts on an episode of Monday Night Raw. August 9th, 2010. They wrestle again at SummerSlam 2010, and they cap off the trilogy on the September 6th, 2010 episode of Monday Night Raw. The length of these trilogy matches is roughly 10 minutes for for all three combined. All right? Okay. All right? Cameron's favorite rivalry of all time, Molina against Alicia Fox. That's, Those that's, are the three matches. That's low <laughs> hanging fruit. So we have to watch all three of them next week. To be clear. yes, yeah, it's ten minutes combined. It's shorter than this good wrestling match I had to sit through. Is this like their actual trilogy, or do they wrestle a lot more and you just pick three matches? No, no, they they've actually in singles matches. They had they had a handful of matches uh, on SmackDown and stuff. We could legitimately watch. They've had eight singles matches on television. The longest one of the eight is the SummerSlam match at five minutes and twenty five seconds. It sucks that that was like the standard ones, right? Like, yes. 
I'm not a huge Alicia Fox was actually good guy. But, like, she was better than having eight matches and the longest one being five minutes, probably. <laughs> right, and Melina was, so. Sure. Okay, fine, Jeremy. Great. Great bit, <laughs> great bit you're doing there, pal. Really wonderful. Get this program back on track. Good wrestling matches. No. Yeah. I was very professional. I was like, let's do a great match. Let's I do know. This. Yeah. Didn't you work. Were, I, you predicted that this was going to be, like, a good week in wrestling last week when you picked this uh, tag team match. It was like a, a, a prelude to just how good this week was in wrestling. Now, I'm here to say wrestling is going to suck this week. <laughs> you've been saying that every week <laughs> and you've been right often. So, sure. I believe you. Yes. Fine. <laughs> it's almost NBA time. I think it is NBA time. Jeremy? I think it is NBA time. Let me see if uh, we can get – oops. I just sent – I just sent our guest the uh, the cage match link to the Alicia Fox and uh, Molina matches. Is this a big star? Huge star. Huge star. Very big star. Me... Oh, no. Let's get into the NBA talk, though. Well, I, we got to wait on him, uh, potentially. Let's get into the NBA talk. NBA draft was last night. Joseph, look, we got to talk about this. Our teams made a move with each other. You want to show off the shirt? Yes, Al Horford appreciator, baby. There it is. This is going to send this to Jeremy. New OKC Thunder legend, Al Horford, going to the Thunder along with a first-round pick for Danny Green, who was part of the Thunder for like two days. OKC legend. Yeah, OKC legend. Here we go. Big star has arrived. I got to gotta set things up here. Oh, God. <laughs> you, can't see, you can't see that they're like backstage right now, can you? No, I'm in front of the There you go. Now yeah. everybody can see the, the cruncher and the, the point guard to, point guard uh total. Here we go. You ready, Joseph? Yep. You ready? Robert O'Neill is here. Oh, oh no, not O'Neill. <laughs> I okay. like O'Neill. We have no heat. How are you, Robert? I am great. How are you guys doing? You're well. O'Neill sent us a super chat earlier that said, please say nice things about the Chicago Bulls. Also, who is the Al Horford of this podcast? You are now, Robert. Overpaid and useless. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. man. This feels like a betrayal of my trust. <laughs> uh, you guys lead this segment because I'm happy. Look, I'm here with, as Robert said, the best GM of 2010, Daryl Morey, who apparently sucks his job now because he's for the Sixers. So I was going to sit back. You guys talk about how great things are for you. And then when you need me, call on me, and I'll be here to talk about how happy I am. Thank you. <laughs> Oh no! What do you think of the Bulls draft yesterday? They didn't do anything. They just drafted somebody, somebody I've never heard of. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little weird to take Pat Williams that high. I think they could have traded back for him, but he's he's NBA ready, man, and that's what you're looking for, right? You want a guy that can come in immediately, and it is good to get NBA players in an NBA draft. That is always helpful. <laughs> exactly, and you know, the nice thing, the refreshing thing, they explained why they picked him instead of just kind of how the old regime would have done it, where just so we picked him because we did. So even if it doesn't work, you know, it, it's nice that they kind of explain their decision-making. Have you seen his frog splash? <laughs> Great. Great stuff. And then, you know, in the second round, they take this Serbian guy. Who's <laughs> He's just no selling. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're going to move past that. But... Um, no, they take this Serbian guy in the second round, like 6'11", 200 pounds. I don't – this guy isn't going to look like a normal person. Like, that's too tall. He's got to put some weight on. 
I thought you were describing the Thunder pick. That's what we took. He's huge. Yeah. But no, it was a good draft. Good draft. Are you disappointed that Zach Levine did not get traded? I mean, there's still time, you know. And Zach Levine's fine. You know, I shouldn't complain too much about Zach Levine. He's a fine player. Um, He's going to thrive in the Billy Donovan offense, let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know that there's kind of room for him in Philadelphia now. You know, they made a couple moves. Um, So we'll see. Anything else, Robert? Joseph, do you have anything to say to Robert before we let him go? He's easy to see. He's like a radio caller. He yeah, just like comes on He can stay if you want. Um, do I have any? That's a big question. I want. I'd like Robert to stay if he can. He's got like, work to do. Right. He's a brief cameo appearance. We're look. We're not paying him by the minute here. All right. We're not paying him at all. So uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I I actually had to pay to come on today. Yeah, that's true. You had to write a twelve-page paper like every other guest. I mean, but no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I could stick around for a little bit. I can leave. Whatever you guys want. Stay, no, Robert, Robert O'Neill. You could stay. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that it was a pleasure hosting the gentlemanly skills of Al Holford for a year. Um, I'm looking forward to him inevitably being awesome for the fun. Like he, I honestly think he'll remind people that he's good. Yes. Because yeah. when he played center for us, he was like fine. It's just he was playing at the four, so it's like you know. Well, um, right now, he might have to play at the four because we still have Steven Adams who needs to somehow get traded. Oh, man. Oh, dear. I've just thought about Horford and Adams playing next to yeah, each other. It's, I nearly it's, had a stroke. It's ugly Steven Adams and Al Horford playing together. Well, I think with Horford, it's like, I don't know what you do with Adams, but if you can just rebuild his value, a contender will inevitably be like, sure, Al Horford. Like, he's, he's a good player, man. I think he'll be fine, but. The thing with Adams is he also has a massive contract, right? Yeah, but he, he's an expiring. This is the last year of his deal. Okay. Like he, he should be fairly simple to move if a team just wants like a rugged center at some point. The, the yeah. problem with him is like, sorry, Rob, I will let no, you go no. in a second. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be a dick there. I was actually saying sorry. But <laughs> I, the thing with him is the teams that always like people look at, it's getting the salary to match with him, right? Yeah. That's what it feels like. So yeah. I don't know. What are you going to say, Robert? Well, you know what the thing is about the contracts is there's not really any bad contracts in the NBA anymore. Someone will always take something for whoever. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of what you've got to attach to that contract. Because, like, Presti ain't attaching a first-round pick to Stephen Adams. He's going to get a first-round pick. Well, yeah. Pick. And, you know, having to give a first and a second to get rid of Al Horford might be a little much. But, you know, do what you got to do and – and, you know, the thing is, too, if you're drafting in the lower part of the first round, who cares about the pick? Yes. I, I'm i intrigued. Like, right now, I would assume they're going to start Danny Green and Seth Curry. Well, that's what I would guess. I'd imagine it would be Ben at, at point guard, those two at two and three, and then Tobias and Embiid, right? That's what you'd guess. Yeah. So it's like, on balance, that's already a lot simpler to figure out as a team than last year's team was. Like, it is immediately. I don't know how much better it is because sometimes we get so lost in fit and stuff that it's like, is the team actually better? I don't know. Time will tell, obviously, on that. But, like, Seth Curry, I think, was a tremendous deal because he's on he's under contract for, like, three more years on a pretty mm. good price. So I thought it was a good day for the Sixers. No one asked, but... Um, I thought it was a good day, good day for the Sixers. We're going to talk about the Sixers because I like what they did. Look, they got out of the Al Horford contract. As a Thunder fan, 
I'll, I'll take the first round pick. We have 17 first round picks until 2026. 17 first yeah. round picks. Well, the thing um, about Al Horford, Jeremy, is, is when he has a good shot, he'll pass to get a great shot. And that's what you're going to appreciate about Al Horford. Need, he's, a, okay, he's a thunder killer, too. So I hope that he's, he's like actually good on the team, playing on this team, because he kills them every time they play, and I hate it. Um, I do think that he's going to rebuild his value in OKC. I don't think you can play him and Steven Adams together. That's an issue. But if you're using Horford as your backup center, like it's fine. Still giving him 25, 30 minutes a game. He can still work. Okay, let's do some balls deep dive. Chicago Why? balls, that is. Um, I'm interested. Last year, I thought they were going to be fine. Can confirm they were not fine. The question is, how much of that was due to the coach being like actively incompetent, or is it the case that Levine is like just kind of a loser, and Markkinen's not the player we kind of pretend he is? Or again, is it purely the fact that they had a bad coach? Because on paper, their team to me was never like terrible. I really mean that. I know it sounds like I'm, but like I think they should be fine. What do you think, Rob? No, yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of it is the coach. You know, they have a lot of talent on the roster. You look, what they win 20 games last year. I mean, they were better than that, I think. And, you know, they, another year those guys will be good. I think Wendell Carter staying healthy this year could be good. Um, they got pieces, man. I mean, they got young guys. who, And I don't know what you're going to get out of marketing in at this point, which is unfortunate. I like him a lot, but kind of a make or break year for him. But I don't really dislike them going forward and you know they're in a weak east where you can maybe sneak in get the eight seed and lose to the bucks in four games but you know that's still good for for first the billy donovan special sneak into the playoffs and then lose in in five games yeah exactly but it's it's exciting overall just to have you know new gm new coach all that that's kind of what everyone's been waiting for for the past few years um you know we'll see how it goes I, i think they have a lot of hope going forward but still a long way to go. It's it's interesting, like, as much as we kind of... The NBA chatter is always like, unless you're the best team in the league, just rebuild in every which way you can, right? Yeah. And it's like, the Bulls are definitely in a position where it's like, you now have to try to build, not culture, but like, you want to be competitive, right? Like, you mm. can't just keep having these seasons where it's like, okay, there's optimism, 20 wins. Like, it just it isn't good for anyone. At some point, like with Donovan, I like the Donovan high because, like, is he a huge, like, oh, he's got great high ceiling? Probably not. Jeremy knows that better than us. But he's, like, a competent actual coach, you know? And it's like, that's what you need. The big thing is Levine. Like, is there going to be a team that in February is, like, you know, we need scoring, Zach Levine. And then suddenly that offer becomes a lot more interesting. That's the thing to watch, I feel. Here's here's an offer for you. And I think they – should have maybe even made this deal last night. Would you have traded who's on who's on the Warriors? Uh Wiggins. Wiggins and the two for Levine and the four. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you didn't, know, you didn't I, want I wanted, to make that <laughs> I would have done it because I wanted them to take James Wiseman if he was there and okay. they would have been able to. So Yeah, then you could flip Wendell Carter, right? Yeah. If you have yeah. Wiseman. Exactly. I don't know, man. Wiggins is like... Yeah. Like, Wiggins will make, you, he'll make you appreciate Levine a lot. I feel like <laughs> when you see him on your team, you'll be like, oh, Levine was pretty good. <laughs> I yeah. feel. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would want Andrew Wiggins, especially on a team with like very limited accountability. 
yeah. at this point, like in Golden State, fine. He he's not overstepping Draymond and Curry. Chicago, I mean, Lori Markinen ain't telling Andrew Wiggins, hey, play a little bit harder. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, you know what? What I would like to do if Russell Westbrook does end up in Washington, you know, see what they want for Brad Beal. I think would be a really nice guy to get somehow. I think the asking price will be very high, but that's a guy who I think can come in and make an impact almost right away for a team like the Bulls. If Westbrook ends up in Washington, the Bulls are going for that eighth seed in that first round exit, the the Scott Brooks special. That's true. Like they're they're going for it. Look, we need a Westbrook and Scott Brooks reunion. That's that's all I want out of life, right? Wait, yeah. What what is the deal? So they're saying it's going to be trade for John Wall. Is that they're yeah, Westbrook and Wall is the uh, framework of oh a deal. God. Oh dear, that sounds scary, <laughs> doesn't it? That sounds what, that, what an amazing trade that would have been like three years ago. Oh probably? yeah. Yeah, like that would have been a blockbuster three years ago. Well, I was thinking about this with Holford yesterday. Like, how wild is it that the way the contracts are can change a player's value totally? Like, yeah. whether you think Holford's a great player or not, when he was younger, he was always viewed as like this really respected big man, right? And it's like we give him that contract. It's like, please take him off us. We'll take Danny Green and give you picks. Like, that's <laughs> wild, right? It's all from just from contracts. It changes the whole player's value as well. I mean, it's, it's tied into the contracts. Yeah. Okay. Here's a follow-up. So I, I've, I've checked. We talked about Adams earlier, so I want to try and do this. A little bit of a kind of exercise for us. Where does Steve Adams fit? Where, where are we looking here? This is this is what I, I've, I've discussed this a lot with my Thunder friend of like... I bet you have. <laughs> yeah. We've tried to trade Steven Adams so many times. Um, <laughs> uh, they, like This is the issue is like, because he is such a throwback player to where a lot of teams just don't really want that kind of player anymore. Like there's still some value. He's on an expiring contract. That helps. There's still some value in his game as a uh, defender. He's, he's gotten a little bit better offensively out of the post and can uh, play make a little bit. He's obviously an excellent, excellent rebounder. And he's a guy you'd probably want in your locker room. Where does he fit? I have no idea. (laughs) absolutely no idea who who would want Steven Adams. Do you have a suggestion? Robert, anything? I mean, I know Boston's kind of been kicking the tires a little bit. That could be a fit, maybe, you know, but it's it's hard to f- see, like, a definite fit for Steven Adams. Boston would have to be, what, Hayward? Yeah, probably Hayward. Yeah. That, that was, like, sort of rumored for a little while. Here's the thing, like, are they better, though? If they do that deal, I don't think they are. No, no do I. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they are. If they do that deal, like and, I, they. Sorry, one second, because I, I'm being very rude here. I'm because I'm dominating the conversation. I apologize, everyone. But I see so much about them chasing big men, and it's like I would kind of just want like Williams. I just trust his development. Then do something crazy to sign a big man at this point. That's me. What was you gonna say? Go ahead, Robert. Oh yeah, no, I mean. Uh, I don't think it necessarily makes Boston better. I mean, I, I don't think Hayward's all that good, but you're kind of – it's you, it's a lateral move, I think, at best, and it just feels like Boston wants to just be in on everybody. So, I mean, that that's the thing is Boston is in on yeah. everybody, and then they don't get anybody, and then you hear the reports of, we're close, we're close, guys, almost had <laughs> it. Danny Ainge just wouldn't throw in that second-round pick. 
or he wouldn't throw in Brad Wanamaker or whatever. <laughs> What's the yeah. deal with Kemba? What's the, why is there talk about Kemba being moved? If you can upgrade Kemba, I feel like you probably should. I just don't know, is there a big enough upgrade out there for Kemba? Yeah, no. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Kemba was a mess against Miami. And, mm. I mean, you don't want to just base it off of that. He's still a very good player, but he's getting older. It it depends what's out there. Because I know the Bulls were in on him. I don't know how serious the interest was, but I don't know, you know. It's all about making your team better, and no one wants to part with the assets to even get a guy like Kemba, I don't think. Somebody, yeah, says, just... Adams, somebody says Adams to Detroit for Blake. I don't know Blake's contract because again, Adams isn't expiring. So you're not going to take on a contract that's past that unless there's picks attached, which I'm fine. Hey, I'll take that deal. If Blake has an extra year in his contract and they want to attach a couple firsts to that. We'll take that. That's fine. Oh man. That's like the least exciting possibility. It's like, okay, sure. It's all about these draft picks, Joseph. We ain't worried about this year. We're not worried about this year at all. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know. I, Adams is such a weird one because it's like he's one of those guys that I like the idea of more than the reality. You know, yes. it's like oh, he's this big tough guy, and you watch him, it's like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I want him on my team. Every year in the playoffs, <laughs> just does they would have yeah. beaten Houston. They would have beaten Houston if Adams didn't play. Like if if Donovan played Baisley, <laughs> no, Adams Noel would have. Do even honestly, if they played Noel more than Adams, it would have been better. But the, the it, it should have been Baisley who played. The ultimate is a better like idea than reality guy is Miles Turner by far. Every team is like <laughs> Miles Turner shooting big man. It's like, dude, if you watch him play, he will infuriate you with what he's <laughs> capable of and what he does. And everyone is convinced that like Boston fans can't get enough of Miles Turner talk. And it's like, sure, like I don't know if you should be getting that excited about it. The big thing with Boston is one of their contracts that they could that they could use to make a big difference is, is smart. And they don't want to trade smart at all, and I get that, because he's like the identity of the team. But it makes it a lot more difficult because Haywood is like a weird asset at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I would say. It was exciting. Everyone really cheered. <laughs> Everyone really reacted to my take there. Thanks, guys. Uh, Appreciate the feedback, guys. Hope the chat's friendlier than that when I say stuff on here. Oh, Any, anything else from – what other trades did we have? Any other big trades? That we missed yesterday? I feel like it was just the Thunder that did a bunch of shit. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, everyone kind of stayed put. Penta was traded to the Death Triangle. He was. From, from Kingston's family. Yeah. I don't know what I give up to get him, but he had a steel chair. You have any takes on the Death Triangle, Robert? Did you watch the AEW last night? I did not watch it from last night yet. It is on my DVR for probably spoiled it. tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, you know. But <laughs> Robert will message me and he'll be like, like just in the most optimistic way, like, I just watched a match on AEW. It was really good. And I'm like, good, Robert. Let's talk about AEW being good. I'm so happy for him when he messages me and stuff. I'm not even <laughs> saying this is a rib on Robert. I'm just saying, like, I have the same reaction when I watch stuff on NXT. And it's like, we all get so caught up in just the bullshit in wrestling. And it's like, sometimes you just watch one of the shows, you're like, oh, that was fun. I should just do that more often rather than spending my night, like, arguing about it on Twitter. Or whatever. It's just, it's, it's very, it's much simpler. It's way more fun to argue about it on Twitter, though. That's yes. true. Robert, explain to Jeremy, I was saying this earlier, and he didn't seem on board with it. How awesome are the Butcher and the Blade? Go. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that bunkhouse match last week was one of the you know most fun TV matches, I think, all year. Um, really enjoyed that quite a bit. And it wasn't better than the parking lot brawl. That was better. He said one of. I said one of, but there. Yeah, well, I just named an, another one of that was better than that. <laughs> well, sure, but I mean, they're good, man. I like them. I like yes. them quite a bit. There's not too many. Ad- I don't care. For. Robert's internet has betrayed him here. It has. Yeah, but we're he's... gonna Robert. We're gonna let you. We're gonna let you go. Everyone follow. <laughs> Robert's frozen. Everyone go follow Robert O'Neill on the Robert O'Neill section of Twitter. Thank you. Thank you for popping on. That man was doing AEW praise and his internet was like, fuck that shit. Get him off. Get him off of here, that AEW praise. Just go back to talking about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> oh my god, what just happened? We have a what's happened to the screen? Yeah, we have all the printers and stuff are back. It's very easy to uh to to do all this now. Was this already there? Was what was, already there? Was this there before Robert came on? Yeah, all this was there before. I didn't, I didn't see this before. I couldn't see this. Yeah, and then I had to remove it to, to oh. bring him on because otherwise it would have looked very weird. This is very exciting. We, we have quite the show here, folks. We have guests. We got, yeah, we got production values and stuff. It's so easy to just like have people pop in and out too now for this. You never know who's going to show up. Yeah, true. Um, other people in the chat must be like, I also did a super chat and I did not get invited in. And O'Neill has no credentials. It's not like he's not like he's on some like major site. I'm like, oh, Rob's here in the chat. It's just like he's our friend. He comes in the chat. I guess previous. Like he's a previous guest on the show. He was part of our biggest show ever. So, I mean, that's pretty big credentials. That show, there's not a day that goes by I don't think about the way that he the way that he handled that evening. I was there for some fun. We had our hats on, and he was there. Danny Ainge would be his like Iceman gimmick, high upside. You know, like he just bury like he wouldn't even sell. I would I'd bury his pick, and he'd just be sitting there like can't do nothing. My picks are on the board, and then everyone tweeted and was like O'Neill won it, and I was like, hang on. It was about the friends we made along the way. It was not about winning the draft, folks. But Ronil won. God bless him. There he is. We just retired the hat. The Undertaker hat got re- retired just a second ago. He, I hope someone screenshotted that. That uh, somebody did. Undertaker. I think. Uh, I think Jabber JJ had already screenshotted it, okay. and I retweeted it. I enjoyed O'Neill's running. We should do. Here's what we should do. O'Neill's NBA corner should be should be a thing. Okay. Sure. Sure. What are we doing, Joseph? What are we doing with these bits here? We just do production on the show now. I don't know if you noticed. That's all we do. I didn't even know he was coming on. Okay, I just, you know, when he came on, I thought I'd treat him nice. I didn't want to be a dick again. You know, we've changed our ways, me and O'Neill. We've grown up. Minnesota is trading James Johnson to Oklahoma City as part of the Ricky Rubio deal. It means League over. (laughs) James Johnson, Al Horford, and uh, Steven Adams – as your as your Ford rotation, I mean, nobody's stopping those guys, right? That's the bad boys right there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's like fifty. How much is Horford making? Johnson's making like fifteen million. Adams is making like twenty million. What's Horford making? Twenty five, I think. All right, so so we got a, We got a good sixty million, sixty five million tied up in those three guys right there. Wow. Waffle, how much money that is? That's more than like all four hundred WWE performers together. Yeah, easily. Al Horford think, alone is more than all of these WWE performers. Do you think people like 
seriously overestimate how much WWE performers get paid because I do personally. Yes, a hundred percent. Because we're all we're we're all making like pennies out here. So like they, these guys must be rich and stuff. And then you see like these basketball contracts, and you see who's actually rich when it comes to the sporting event stuff. And in this sounds terrible. So I would need the I need people to listen to what I'm saying because I'm not like I would like for all wrestlers to get paid more, but like. The reality is there are legitimately like five wrestlers left that make any impact on WWE's number. They can pay them whatever they want at this point. That's kind of sad, isn't it, really? You know how they could get paid more if they were allowed to do Twitch and Cameo, but they they can't do that stuff, at least in one company. Like, I um, probably shouldn't do this on air, but I'm getting it. So, you know um, who at Sports Illustrated, um, good brother, Justin Brasser, he he, he like did that thing where he was like, you know, it doesn't really impact WWE. And everyone got mad, but I was like, I mean, kind of the truth, right? Like, we're being honest. People are going to move on so quickly. And that sucks because Selena Vega is awesome. But we just spoke about all the people they have sitting in NXT. It's like, that's the reality of where the industry is now. Like, someone like her, they're just not going to miss a beat, unfortunately. That's just the way it is. Sucks. I mean, it could be an issue if her talking with SAG and union stuff right. is, is really legit. Then. Oh, of course. Yeah. But like on TV, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah like, on television. Yeah. Um, yeah. No offense to Zelina Vega, who, who I think we both really like, but she's just caught yeah. in the wheel. Like, it's not, like it's, it could be someone who's a bigger story. Like even Alexa. Yeah. Take Alexa off it. They'll just like, they'll find someone else. That, that's just the way it is. Like like a big wheel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's not a thing about Zelina. I don't think, and I don't think he intended that line to be about Zelina. It's just we have to be honest about where the industry is now. And the truth is, the reason they have no power is because they have built a system in which the whole roster can be stranded in Saudi Arabia, and they can be like, "Get the NXT guys on a plane." Best episode of the year. That's how many people they have at this point. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. What a lovely way to finish the show. Anything else to talk about, Joseph? That we need a good like NBA trade to break right now. No, um, I have nothing else to say other than the Butcher and the Blade are really cool. I like the Butcher's apron. Oh, Jeremy, no one has messaged me about Christmas gifts. Why? Sorry? I don't know why. Why are you asking why are the me? People, why are the audience? I'm, sure, I'm sure they've done it to you, right? Everyone's messaged you and been like, point God, where do I send them? Yeah, everyone's messaging Sean that they, they need the point God shirt, but nobody's messaging me like, hey, what can I get you for Christmas? How many of those on day one of release, how many of those shirts are you buying for yourself? I'm not buying any. I better get sent one. Are you kidding me? I'm not paying for my own shirt. Well, I think that is a complete flagrant lie. I think you're going to purchase like 15 to make sure they break even. And are you open. kidding me? No, I'm not buying that much. You're going to be like, who, who did the shit film on Tuesday and have like a box of them? <laughs> That's going to be my Christmas gift to everybody else. Yes. I'm going to send them to all my pals and be like, here, here's your point guard shirt and <laughs> make sure they sell out. That would be incredible. <laughs> Just on day one, Sean's like, wow, already cleared. Yeah. 15 of them gone. you are like, yeah, I know. <laughs> send them to all my i'm gonna send you one joseph and just send them to all my friends that uh that said they were gonna buy one themselves i'll buy you a point god shirt myself just to make sure they sell go respect it okay <laughs> tomorrow stream day right jeremy are we streaming apparently, apparently we're doing this uh yes. booty part wrestling tomorrow um what time three o'clock probably okay. yeah. yeah yeah probably okay. and then um what else is happening 
Oh, yeah. No. And then next Tuesday, big star, Jack Crosby. He's yes. on. Three-time guest, Jack Crosby. Yes. Hat-trick. Match ball he gets for that one, Jeremy. You have to send him that. Um, oh, what? Oh, match ball. I was like, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> when you get a hat-trick, they give you the match ball. Okay. We do, this isn't a match, so we don't play with any balls that I know of. Maybe. So, yeah, so you're going to have to send him something. I don't know what, because that's, that's a big achievement. I'm going to send him a point guy shirt. He buy. beat Ricky Starks to the, to the hat trick. Who? Oh, sorry. I forgot again. There's no one better than Ricky Starks, in my opinion. Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm very sad that O'Neill's connection died as he was talking positively about the AEW. <laughs> He's going to start talking positively about Ricky Starks, and then I would have just kicked them off anyway. Uh, go this ahead. show was almost less than 90 minutes, and we can still achieve that, so I'm going to just put my microphone down before I ruin the whole program. Jeremy, here's my plugs. Joe Holbert 5 on Twitter. Don't read my Undertaker feature. Just retweet it. <laughs> and watch all the stuff we do on here. I'm done. That's it. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to make the show long with an unnecessary Undertaker bit. I'm checking out. I'm retiring. I'm done. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, we're reviewing a body slam with Jack Crosby. Tomorrow, around 3, we will play TEW Booty Pro Wrestling. We just come off our first pay-per-view. Everyone check that out. The only way to know at the exact time that we're going to be playing that tomorrow, subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Saturday, Joel Pearl and I are going to be playing some video games. We're playing the TNA Impact game. I don't think I've ever played this game. If I have, it's been a very long time. Put your mic down. You're not allowed to say anything. You're done. <laughs> um, we're playing the, the TNA Impact game on Saturday, and we might play some other uh, wrestling stuff. Joel Joel got a bunch of games. He got like Simpsons wrestling as well. I don't know what we're playing, but we're doing that on Saturday. Uh, Sunday Survivor Series. I think that's everything. We'll be back next week talking about NBA free agency, probably, and, and wrestling. We talk about wrestling sometimes. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Jeremy Lambert, 88. We'll talk to everybody then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.